God bless, ladies and gentlemen. God bless your brother Jesse Jarab here. And this is Christian Thoughts. Interesting and inspiring topics on being a Christian, but still being human. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. And today is Saturday, January 26, 2019. A very interesting topic for today, ladies and gentlemen. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. Um... Today we'll be talking about how we need to move our stone. How we need to move our stone. What do I mean by moving our stone? What stone am I talking about? Well, the stone that Jesus, that God wants us to remove before he gives us our blessing. A kind of we do the possible and God does the impossible kind of thing. So let's get right to it, ladies and gentlemen. Today we'll be reading from book, from the book of St. John in the Bible, chapter 11, verse 32 through 44. In the New Living Translation, we'll be reading today, ladies and gentlemen. And then, of course, we'll be doing our commencing prayer. But before we start, you just heard Lazarus Come Forth by Carmen, one of my favorite songs. Basically, uh, I put that song on for today because it is a song that is basically going to talk about, or is basically talking about what we'll be talking about today, about Lazarus, about the stone that they removed for God, for Jesus to do the miracle. So that's what you've been listening to, was Lazarus come forth. That again, ladies and gentlemen, is Carmen with Lazarus Come Forth, the story of Lazarus. Um, and his, in his own version, the story of Lazarus in the book of St. John. And that's what we'll be reading today, ladies and gentlemen, in the book of St. John, um, chapter 11, verse 32 through 44 in the New Living Translation again. And let us start reading. It says, when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here for my brother, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were nearby standing said, See how much he loved him. But some, see how much he loved him. But some said, This man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still troubled and angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. A cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. 
Thank you for hearing me, he said. Thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but it's but I said it loud for the sake of all these people standing here, so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus said, shouted, Lazarus, come forth. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told them, Unwrap him and let him Go. Dear Jesus, dear God, we give you thanks for another beautiful, wonderful day that you have allowed us to have. God, we ask that everyone who may listen, may they be blessed by the word. Everyone who listens, may they learn something new about your word. God, may they be blessed. May they be touched in their hearts. May they be transformed, God, that you transform them with your word, that you transform them with your power for your glory and for your praise. We ask, God, and I ask that everyone who listens, May they become a loyal listener of this program for your glory. Not for my glory, God, but for your glory, God. I ask that you use my lips, that you use my voice as a speaker, and that you hold the mic and you just use me as the um, amplifier or speaker, God, for your praise, for your glory, for your exaltation. In the name of Jesus, I pray and we pray and we give you thanks because it is done. Amen. And amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about today's topic is move your stone. We just read that Martha and Jesus' disciples moved the stone to Lazarus' tomb, for Jesus can do the miracle of resurrecting Lazarus. What is this saying, ladies and gentlemen? Well, in this case, the stone of Lazarus's tomb, in my opinion, was their disbelief. And now, mind you, I know he was talking in the literal sense for them to move the stone, a literal stone, away that was there. But just as well, you can also look at this verse of the Bible or this phrase when he says, remove the stone. I believe Jesus said it. In both the spiritual and literal sense. What do I mean by that? The spiritual and literal sense. In the sense of, ladies and gentlemen, he saw their disbelief. He saw Martha's disbelief. That's why the Bible says that he was angry and troubled about what they were saying. He was angry and troubled about what they were saying in their minds and in their hearts, saying, why couldn't this man stop Lazarus from being dead, from dying? Martha, who said, um, Lord, he's, he's been in there for four days. The smell will be terrible. There's no way that he's alive because it's been four days. And Jesus says to Martha, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? That's verse 40. Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So he tells Martha and he tells the disciples and the people that were there, Remove the stone. That's what God is saying to us today. 
a spiritual stone they needed to move and a spiritual stone we need to move martha needed to move away her stone of disbelief and so did the disciples and the people that were there again sometimes we need to do something first and then god do the rest god do the impossible god does a miracle sometimes we need to move a stone of our own what is your stone what is your stone? Some of us have more than one, unfortunately. We need to move our stones before God can do a miracle in our lives. Before God can bless us, we need to move our stones. Matter of fact, not only move our stones, but we need to remove our stones. Jesus said to Martha in the same chapter verse, He says, ladies and gentlemen, He says, remove the stone. That's another version of the Bible, actually. But it's still the same concept, ladies and gentlemen. What is our stone? Some of us are like Martha. Our stone is disbelief. Our stone is worry. Our stone is paranoia. <laughs> That's a big one for me. I'll be honest. My stone is paranoia. Sometimes I get paranoid about certain things. Sometimes I get worried about certain things happening before they even happen. And I get paranoid and I say, this is going to happen or that is going to happen. And it coincides, ladies and gentlemen, and, and God bless uh, uh, Reverend Azel, who preached today about watching what you say, watching your words, watching what you say, and 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 thinking before we speak and speaking positively. It coincides with hers because, and I say that because if you think about it, it really does. If you think about it, ladies and gentlemen, we need to remove our stone of disbelief. We need to remove our stone of negative thinking, of worry, of, of paranoia, of negative words. Jesus said to, 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 to the people, unbound Lazarus and let him go. He was bound by the grave uh, clothes, the Bible says. Sometimes that's another way, that's another thing we can look at in a spiritual sense. We are bound by our own grave clothes. We don't let God work sometimes. We don't let God do a miracle. We don't believe enough. We don't have enough faith for God to do a miracle. We, know, don't, we don't have enough faith for God to do a certain miracle He wants to do for us. A certain blessing He wants to give us. A certain job. A certain spiritual gift. Now again, I'm not talking about only literal and material things. I'm talking about spiritual things as well. 
because those are the more important ones. Our, our spiritual gift, the spiritual gift of knowing different languages, the spiritual gift of, of, of discernment, the spiritual gift of seeing uh, uh, different things spiritually with our spiritual eyes. Our spiritual glasses, if you will. Glasses, in the real sense, help people see. They help us see. They help us read better. They help us see better. Whether you're nearsighted or farsighted, if you're farsighted, they help you see far away or close. I don't know how that works yet, but <laughs> my wife does because she's farsighted. But they help you see, ladies and gentlemen, better. Either far or close. And our spiritual glasses help us see spiritual things. They help us see things in a more godly way. And that's what God wants us to do. We need to remove our stones of, of negativity. Remove our stones of disbelief. Many of us are like Martha. Many of us are like Martha today. We see, ladies and gentlemen, the evil. We see the things that are going on. We see all this badness, all this hatred, all this disbelief. And we start disbelieving ourselves. We start not believing ourselves. We start, ladies and gentlemen, we stop, we stop, I should say, we stop believing in God, we stop believing in His miracles, we stop believing, and because of what we see, because of all the negativity, because of all the hatred towards Christians, because of all the hatred towards God, and, and, and the people that say God isn't real, and we start believing those lies. We start believing those lies. We start believing those untruths. We don't look to the truth, which is Jesus. We don't look to the truth, which is the Bible. We don't look to the truth, which is God. The Word of God. The Bible, ladies and gentlemen. We see all this hatred and negativity in this world, and we just let it happen. We just let it occur, and we, we, we don't pray. We stop believing in God. We stop believing that God can change the world, that God can use us to change the world. God says, go out and preach. Jesus said to his disciples, go out into the world and preach. And I talked about this before. We are not doing our job, ladies and gentlemen. We are not doing our jobs of going out to preach the gospel, going out to preach, ladies and gentlemen, the word of God. We are too afraid. We are too ashamed, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately. We are too ashamed of preaching the gospel. We are too afraid of preaching the gospel. We, we don't want to, or we don't believe that we can. We are like Martha with her disbelief.
Jesus, if you would have came four days ago, my brother would have been alive. Jesus, if you would have came and if you would have uh, uh, showed up before, this would have happened. And that, that's us. That's us sometimes. That happens to us sometimes. We start doubting God. Remember that word, doubt? We talked about don't doubt your blessings. We talked about that with Brother James a few months ago. Don't doubt your blessings. We talked about that. We talked about what Mary, I mean, Martha went through. There's the key, ladies and gentlemen. There, that right there, that quote right there in that song and in the Bible. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And Martha frantic, and Martha upset, and Martha scared that he will, she will not see her brother again. She said, Jesus, if you would have came four days ago, my brother would have been alive. If you would have showed up sooner, my brother would have been alive. My brother wouldn't be dead. My brother wouldn't be in a tomb. My brother would have been here. Where were you? That's us sometimes. Again, as I, as I said before, that's us sometimes. We say, God, where are you? Where did you go? Where were you? I needed you five minutes ago. I needed you yesterday. I needed you the day before. If you would have showed up, I want to be in this predicament. If you would have gave me that job that I asked for, I want to be in this debt like, like I am. If you would have gave me that, that car that I asked for, I want to be driving this beaten down car that, that dies and that doesn't drive well. We say, and we keep saying, if you, if you, if you would have done this, if you would have done that, like if God is a genie in a bottle and, and has to grant our wish. God is not a genie in a bottle, ladies and gentlemen. God is not a genie in a lamp. This is not Aladdin. We are not Aladdin and we do not get three wishes from a genie. No. We, ladies and gentlemen, are serving the Most High God. He is not serving us. Don't get it twisted. But we become frantic. We become like, like Martha. All upset. Saying, God, if you would have been here. If you would have done this. If you would have shown up sooner. If you would have shown up yesterday. I want to be here today. If God would have helped me, I wouldn't be here. If God existed, and that's a, that's a famous one. 
If God existed, why is there so much hatred in the world? If God existed, why is there so much evil in this world? If God exists, why is there so much war? You know, if God didn't exist, ladies and gentlemen, all there would be is evil. Nobody mean no good. This world will be destroyed. As a matter of fact, if God didn't exist, we wouldn't be here. But let me, let's think of it for a minute there, ladies and gentlemen. Let's think of it in that sense. If God didn't exist, where would we be? We would be in pure evil. We would be in a world full of evil. We would be in a world full of hatred. We would be in a world where there will be no good. No goodness. No kindness. No love. You think the world is bad now, huh? Just you wait. This world has not even come close to what, what people will see in the Great Tribulation. It's not called the Great Tribulation for nothing, ladies and gentlemen. It's not called the Apocalypse for nothing. It's called the Great Tribulation for a reason. Because it's going to be nothing but suffering. Nothing but, ladies and gentlemen, hatred towards God. Hatred, ladies and gentlemen, amongst each other, amongst the people, amongst the Christians. And that's what's going to start World War Three. But it's not going to be against any... Uh, uh, and just any country is going to be against the people of God. It's going to be against Israel. And then it's going to be against God himself. <laughs> Trust me, you do not want to go against God himself. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar went against God and and built a calf of stone, no, gold, excuse me, a statue that he tried to force the whole kingdom, including three young men, to worship him. But those three young men were adamant about not worshiping that statue of gold. And what they say, they said, put us in a furnace for all you want. If our God saves us, then we will still praise Him. But if He doesn't save us, then we will be with Him. Either way, you're going to lose. I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but it's in the book of Daniel if you want to read it. But going back to the topic, ladies and gentlemen... We are like Mary, I mean, excuse me, Martha. We tend to be like Martha saying, Jesus, if you would have showed up, if you would have showed up four days ago, if you would have showed up before, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus said to her, what? I am the resurrection and the life. 
He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And at the moment, he meant that literally. But at the same time, he meant that spiritually. Why do I mean by, why, do, why do I say that? At the moment, ladies and gentlemen, he meant that literally. But at the same time, he meant that spiritually, ladies and gentlemen. When he said, I am the resurrection and the life, he that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. He meant that right there, for right that situation, for when, for the fact that he can and did resurrect Lazarus. For the fact that he can and would resurrect Lazarus. He meant that literally. But he also meant that spiritually, in the sense of when we read it, that he is the resurrection and the life. He that believes in him, though he were dead, yet shall he live. He meant that in the sense of even if we die, we will live with Jesus. Just like what Paul said. If I die, I live with Jesus. I go to Jesus. And if I am saved, I live for Jesus. If I live, I live for Jesus. If I die, I go with Jesus. So either way, it's a win-win. That I believe is what, is what Jesus meant when he said that. He meant that for us and he meant that for Martha at the time. I don't know. That's my opinion. You don't have to go with my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know. But that is my opinion on the matter. Is your stone negativity? Is your stone negative thoughts? That all you think is negative. All you think is negative. And that's why I said before that this coincides with Reverend Pastor uh, 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 Patricia Azell, God bless her wherever she is, that says today, be careful what you say. Choose your words wisely. Even me talking right now, I got to choose my words wisely. Because God doesn't want to bless us or can't bless us, excuse me, God can't bless us if all we think is negativity. God can't bless us if all we do is nothing but talk negative, speak negative, think negative. God can't bless somebody like that, ladies and gentlemen. Because even during a blessing, the blessing, you, we will see it as negative instead of positive. And I liked what she said. She said, you won't see me. And I'm quoting her, by the way. Don't quote me on this. This is her quote. She said, you won't see me. Or you won't hear me say I'm having a bad day. You, I will always tell you and I will always say I'm having either a good day or a real good day. She says she never wants to hear, or she never, we will never hear her say that she is having a bad day. And I like that. Because that's what we should be, ladies and gentlemen, thinking. How we should be thinking. 
is like that. How we should be thinking is like that. How we should be thinking is, I'm not having a bad day. I'm having a good day because I'm alive. I'm having a good day because I'm breathing. I'm having a good day because I can see, I can hear. Even if our day goes wrong, it's still a good day. Why? Because you're still alive. If you die tomorrow and you have Jesus, it's still a good day because you died knowing Jesus and so you're going to heaven. If you die in the next five minutes, that's a good day. Bad day for those that knew you, but good day because they know they know that you were Christian and so they should know that you went to heaven. That's what gives them peace. And that's what gives your that's what gives your soul peace for yourself. A good day either way, or a real good day. I love that. I love that quote. So remove that stone of negativity. Move that stone of negativity. Move it out the way. Take out that negative talk like, past, like, like Reverend Azel said today. Take off that negativity, that, that negative thought, that negative talk, that negative speech, that negative tongue. Because remember, the Bible says, and I quote this all the time, the Bible says, ladies and gentlemen, that the tongue can be used or is, is so powerful that it gives either life or death. The tongue is like a double-edged sword that it gives either life or death. What's the Bible saying there? Be careful with what you say. Because what you say can and will come true. What you say can and does come true. So be careful. If all you say, <laughs> and I'm going to take this for myself. If all I say, ladies and gentlemen, is this car is a piece of junk. This car does nothing for me. This car is, is bad. I don't like this car. It's a bad car. It's a piece of junk. It doesn't drive well. Well, then that's what it's going to do is be a piece of junk. It's not going to drive well. But if we say, and then we start saying and declaring what the Bible says, what does the Bible say? It says declaring. If we start declaring, and if you start declaring, this car is great, this car is, is a blessing, this car gets me from A to B, it does well, it's a good car, I love this car. And the easiest thing is the fact that it's going to be good and a blessing for the rest of the time. Because you're declaring it. You're saying it with your mouth. You're declaring it with your tongue. You're giving life to the car. It sounds silly. But it's, it shouldn't sound silly for those of us that believe in God. For those of us that know what our tongue or how powerful our tongue is. What the Bible says about it. It sounds silly to those and it sounds crazy to those that don't believe and that don't understand, ladies and gentlemen. Those of you that don't understand what I'm trying to say, 
is the fact that what you say can and will come true. That that's why I hate. I do not like for at for the life of me. I cannot understand why there's a phrase that says sticks and stones break my bones but words can never hurt me. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the biggest lie of them all. That's the biggest lie I've ever heard in my life. Sticks and stones may break bones. But words can make somebody kill themselves. Words, ladies and gentlemen, are powerful enough to either make somebody kill themselves or make somebody the happiest person in the world. That phrase makes no sense to me. That phrase goes against what the Bible says, ladies and gentlemen. That phrase goes totally against what the Bible says. Sticks and stones break my bones, but words can never hurt me. So you're saying that the Bible is a lie when it says that the tongue is as powerful as a double-edged sword, that it gives life and death? You're telling me that people don't kill themselves for what, for, for what other people say to them, for what other people make fun of them for? You're telling me that's all lies? No. Sticks and stones, yes, they do break bones. But words hurt much more worse sometimes. It depends on the words. It depends on how you use your words. Remove that stone of negativity. Remove that stone of, of bad speech, of bad talking, negative talking. That stone of disbelief like Martha had. We believe in the God of the impossible. We believe in the God of the impossible. But we still have to do our part. We still have to believe in Him. We still have to pray to Him. We still have to, ladies and gentlemen, fast sometimes. Sometimes, and even Jesus said it, sometimes there are demons and, and, and situations so bad that it doesn't go away without fasting and prayer. There are demons so powerful that they don't go away without fasting and prayer. If you don't fast and if you don't pray, that demon is going to stay. Yeah, it rhymed because it's the truth. <laughs> it rhymed, but it's the truth. If you don't fast and if you don't pray, that powerful demon is going to stay. Matter of fact, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's, it sounds silly, but it's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus said it. This generation will not go away. When it says this generation, it's talking about, he was talking about demons. He was talking about spirits. He was talking about, ladies and gentlemen, things that don't go away so easily with just a few prayers, with just a few you know, small prayers, 10-minute prayers. Sometimes you need to fast. Sometimes you need to pray more. 
than a few uh, for more than a few minutes more than a few hours fast more than a few days more than a few hours to fast means to not eat to not eat sometimes you got to hold your stomach you got to make your physical being suffer sometimes your physical stomach suffer for your spiritual stomach can be uh, well nourished again it sounds weird for those that don't understand it sounds weird for those that don't understand where i'm coming from but to those of you that know what i'm talking about let's get started with it it sounds weird ladies and gentlemen and it sounds silly and it sounds crazy to say make your physical body <coughs> suffer but your spiritual body well nourished with the word of god your spiritual body well nourished with prayer well nourished with fasting the bible says and jesus says not by bread does the man live alone or not by bread alone does the man live not by bread alone does the man live so that means ladies and gentlemen if we fast or if we need to fast it's possible if we need to fast and pray it's possible if we need to fast and pray for 5 10 15 days it's possible we need to we, we need to start doing our job Ladies and gentlemen, if your stone is is doubt, if your stone is doubt, almost the same as disbelief, but you believe but you doubt. Remove that stone as well. If your stone is worry, one of the biggest ones, worry. If your stone is worry ladies and gentlemen that's one of the worst ones that's one of the worst ones I heard a preacher that said worry is nothing more than a rocking chair it'll move you but it won't get you nowhere it'll move you back and forth but it won't make you go anywhere Worry does nothing for you. Fear does nothing for you. If your stone is worry and fear, move it, remove it. Say fear you do not own me. Fear you are a liar. As a matter of fact, fear sometimes, sometimes is a good thing because fear sometimes will save you but sometimes fear will also kill you will also hurt you fear is a good thing sometimes ladies and gentlemen but don't let fear ladies and gentlemen push you away from god let it push you towards god let it be your push to do what you need to do for god fear ladies and gentlemen should not be a handicap fear should not be what you're what you're leaning on because of what you don't want to do or what you can't do because you're afraid to do it 
what did, what did God say to Joshua? Be strong and courageous. Do not fret, do not fear, for I am with you wherever you go. Be strong and courageous. You know what that means? Yeah, you might be scared. But courage is not not being scared. And I, and I love this quote. Courage is not when you're not afraid. Courage is, ladies and gentlemen, being afraid but still doing what you need to do. And overcoming that fear. Ladies and gentlemen, if it was about fear, I would not be here talking to you. I promise you that. If I lived on fear, I would not be here talking to you. You who are listening live. You who are listening recorded on the podcast. You who are listening anywhere you're listening. I would not be talking to you. If I was living by fear, I would not be here. Because let me tell you. It was not easy to come here and say, I want to make my own radio, um, radio program for an hour and talk. I barely like to talk for 30 minutes, let alone an hour. But it's because of what God gives me. It's because of the topics that God give me, gives me and the topic that God wants me to talk about and the, and, and the courage that God gives me. Is why I'm here. I didn't let my fear get to me. And I didn't let my fear get a hold of me. And push me away from this program. I let my fear. And I let fear push me. I let my courage push me. And I overcame my fear. That's what we should do ladies and gentlemen. If your stone is doubt, if your stone is fear, if your stone is worry, push it out the way. Remove that stone. Do what you have to do, what God wants you to do. I'm, uh, I have a perfect example. My wife. When she first started, she wanted to sing. When we, we went to church. She wanted to sing and she was afraid to sing. She was afraid to sing. She said, I don't know if I have a good voice. I don't know if I should. I don't know. And, and that worry and that fear kept her. But finally she took that fear and she built up courage. And she said, I have to do this because it's for the glory of God. And she took it and she started singing. And now, ladies and gentlemen, she does it all the time. And I'm proud of her for that. Ladies and gentlemen, courage is not not having fear. Courage is having fear, but using that fear to push you, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, towards what you need to do. Towards what God wants you to do. So ladies and gentlemen, before we go for today, this is it. This is the topic. Ladies and gentlemen, remove your stone or move your stone. Move your stone. Based on what Jesus said, 
to Martha when he was about to resurrect Lazarus. Remove your stone. Remember, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He that believes in him, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And he also said to Martha, and this is for all of us, didn't I tell you that if you believe, you shall see the glory of God? If we believe, ladies and gentlemen, we shall see the glory of God. Don't doubt your blessings as our, as our previous topic was about. Last topic was about don't doubt your blessings. This topic is about removing and moving your stone, your stone of doubt, your stone of negativity, your stone of fear, your stone of bad, uh, of bad speech, of negative speech, your stone of worry. Move your stone and let God do the impossible. Let God give you that miracle he wants for you. But in his time. Remember, it was in Jesus' time, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we must remember. It was in Jesus' time. It was in God's time, ladies and gentlemen. It was in God's time that Jesus went and resurrected Lazarus. It wasn't in Martha's time. It wasn't in the disciples' time. The disciples told him three days ago, three, three days before, ladies and gentlemen, I believe it was three days before he told him that your friend that you love is sick. That's what the disciples told Jesus. The friend, the person, the, your friend that you love, Lazarus, is sick and dying. And then, he told, then they told him, your friend has died. And he says, no, he's not dead. He is asleep. Finally, the fourth day, he says, Lazarus, our friend, is sleeping. Let us go and wake him up. It was in God's time, not in Martha's time, not in the disciples' time, for Jesus to resurrect Lazarus. Jesus knew the time because he was God. Jesus knew what he was doing because he was God. He was the Son of God. And so because of that, he was he, he, he was adamant. He knew what he was doing. He knew why he was waiting. He knew why he didn't listen to the disciples of going immediately to save Lazarus from dying. So that should teach us two things. To believe, to trust in God, and to trust in His time. In His time. In His time, ladies and gentlemen, He will give you that miracle. In His time. Just keep expecting it. Keep waiting for it. Keep waiting for that blessing. Expecting that blessing. Because it is coming. But it's in God's time. Not in yours. Remember, God is not a genie. Just because He grants your wish or just because He says yes to what you request from Him doesn't mean you're going to get it instantly. It's not, it doesn't mean you're going to get it microwave time. As I like to say. You're not going to get it instantly. You're not going to get an instant message time. You're not going to get it, ladies and gentlemen, text message time. Instantly. Well, you might. But not always. It's in God's time. 
not ours. It was in God's time that Jesus waited until Lazarus was ready to be resurrected. God knew, and God is never late. Jesus and God is never late. Jesus was right on time. He couldn't do it before because then it wouldn't be a great miracle. He couldn't do it, ladies and gentlemen, three days before because that wasn't the right time. He knew four days was the right time because that's when the the body starts rottening. That's when the body starts rottening, ladies and gentlemen. After four days of being dead, that's when the body starts rottening and that's when that foot Jesus already knew. And so he knew that Waiting four days would be an even even greater miracle for the people to see that Jesus was the Son of God. It's in God's time, ladies and gentlemen. God is never late. God is never early. He is always on schedule, always on time. So, this has been Christian Thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. May God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week. I will be with you for the rest of the day, ladies and gentlemen. And before I go, before we go for today, I'm going to put on a great song. Again, and this again has been Christian Thoughts. God bless and thank you for listening. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. God bless your brother Jesse Jarab here to remind you that if you want to support this podcast, you can always go to anchor.fm slash jct to support it monetarily and to support it as being a loyal listener. So remember, ladies and gentlemen, to support this podcast monetarily, go to anchor.fm slash jct and become a loyal listener, become a loyal fan to this podcast of Christian Thoughts. So may God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week.